global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are trading higher, heading for records. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing. S&P 500 index now at 2187, up 11 points, a gain of five-tenths of one percent. A batch of surprising earnings from Macy's to Zurich Insurance Group lifting global equities. Macy's, for example, surging 18.6% as it closes stores. Macy's up 632 to 4032. Right now we've got the Dow up 129 points to 18,625, a gain there of 7 tenths of 1%. And NASDAQ surging 27 points up 5 tenths of 1% to 5232. The tenure down 22 30 seconds at yield 1.57%. Gold down 360 the ounce to 13.43, a drop there of three tenths of one percent, and crude oil up four percent today to forty three thirty six a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Alibaba on fire today. It looks like Jack Ma's diversification strategy is starting to pay off as revenue at Alibaba Group Holding accelerates to the fastest since its record initial public offering. The share price of $5.34 right now, $92.66. And we're very happy to welcome back Brendan Hearn. He's Chief Investment Officer at Crane Shares. Alibaba is the number one position of CraneShares CSI China Internet ETF, ticker symbol KWEB, just rated five stars from Morningstar. And as Brendan likes to remind us, over the last three years, they've beaten the S&P 500 by uh, holding Chinese stocks. So welcome back. Thank you, Kathleen. So first of all, the news on Alibaba. What did we find out today? Three key takeaways. Some of the parts companies buying back stock, and lastly, the uh, cloud computing. So some of the parts, what I mean is Alibaba is breaking out the different divisions for the first time. We're able to apply a growth rate. Analysts are going to be upgrading this stock over the next several days, I believe, based on aggregating these different divisions. Uh, Secondarily, was buying back stock over $5 billion. And lastly, their cloud computing is about to go profitable uh, 500,000 paying customers. And as we've seen with Amazon, with AWS, the ability to drive that, uh, drive the stock potentially uh, significantly higher. Why they're buying back stock? Why do that? I mean, if you're a young company and you're supposedly a tech company, why can't they invest that money in things that will grow in the future? Why buy, buy back the stock? All it ends up doing is making the earnings look better mathematically because you take the shares out of circulation and stick them in the treasury. That's a valid point, uh, Pim. Um, At the same time, the stock has been affected by broad China news. Last summer's onshore equity market rolled over. Alibaba has nothing to do with the Shanghai and Shenzhen stock exchanges, but the stock came down. Yeah, but they got a lot to do with how business in China is doing. Well, look at this past January where uh, the implementation of the circuit breaker affected uh, the onshore equity market, Shanghai, Shenzhen. Alibaba's stock got crushed. So you you have investors – the Alibaba baby goes out when when the China water gets thrown out. And 
Um, there's, there's, Alibaba has nothing to do with, with the Chinese stock market. It, it's, it's, so then why list there? So go ahead and just list here in the United States or list in London, list somewhere outside of China. I mean, there are a lot of ways to accomplish what you're talking about without buying. It just seems odd when you're talking about a growth company, a tech yeah, company. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of make you question, gee, don't they have anything better to do with that five billion? Well, I, I think, you know, you, you, IPO was priced at $68. It got up to 120. It came all the way back down below 70. The, the stock, you're talking about a company that's growing the top line at over 30%. I mean, here we grew 59% in one quarter. You know, long-term growth rate over 30%. This stock was just so inexpensive that uh, I think the management bought it. I, I love that the, that the company is buying back the stock and that the, 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 the CEO and the management team um, is on the same time, same side of the table as, as me as an investor. Talk to us about cloud computing. When I, you know, I think people think of the competition and people trying to get in. You think of Microsoft, you think of Amazon. I don't know if Alibaba is the first name that comes to a lot of minds. What are they doing there and why is that impressed analysts who you say are going to upgrade Alibaba now? Yeah, no, certainly, um, Alibaba is the primary business is, is, uh, in China, uh, basically selling to Chinese, uh, companies, uh, themselves. And, and what they're looking to do is to take advantage of the, the very, very advanced kind of technology ecosystem in China, just as kind of Amazon is really, you know, competing with Microsoft and others and with their AWS division. Alibaba is basically bringing that playbook to China. They've had the, a great level of success in a short period of time, over 500,000 paying clients. Um, it's, it's, it's about to start to um, hit an inflection point where it's going to be monetized and the company guided that they believe they can uh, have over a million, a million paying customers within a year. Alibaba is not just in the delivery business, right? They're not mm-hmm. just a broker of products and services. They're trying to get into a lot of other businesses. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee a time when they're going to split those businesses off into separate units? Well, I think to some degree, Ant Financial, um, which is uh, the, the equivalent of, say, like a PayPal, um, it, it, it's, it's, I, I would argue it's beyond what PayPal. It's uh, ubiquitous in China. Uh, it used to be called Alipay. And, and Ant Financial um, Alibaba has a 38% ownership position. That's going to go public, I believe, in probably about a year's time. Listing exchange to be determined. Um, but but I do think Ant, Ant coming out um, is part of the value, the sum of the parts idea. Um, so in terms of growth, uh, our Bloomberg uh, news story points out that you know, you can, t- they, they are the main, the big thing in China, but they've got, still got growth in users, big growth in users. Yeah, I mean, one of the, um, one of the statistics I love, um, is, is the utiliz- internet utilization rate here in the United States is nearly 90%. We went over 50% in 2002. China just went over 50% utilization. Amazon stock back in 2002, when the U.S. went over 50% utilization, was at $6. So unless you have a DeLorean out front, you're able to get into um, a China Internet and e-commerce companies um, at you know, basically at a 50 percent. And that, that number is only going to go higher. And that's why we're um, you know, quite bullish. And that's self-serving and highly biased. But uh, certainly as a shareholder myself, I'm a big believer in K-Web. Now, the position that you hold in Alibaba is not a reflection of an actively managed decision-making process, correct? That is correct. So how 
do you foresee the role of Alibaba in an index when it is so dominant a position? Well, Alibaba is certainly a big, big beneficiary of what we believe is really a top-down policy where, where China's economy is a barbell. You have export-driven manufacturing adversely affected by tepid global, gro- global growth. At the same time, domestic consumption is doing very well in China. So while as much as um, I, I love Alibaba, um, I love Tencent. Uh, Tencent, the Facebook of China with their WeChat application. I love C-Trip. The, uh, the, the C-Trip business has a monopoly on online travel in China. They, they, they bought two of their largest, uh, the number two and number three player. They have a monopoly. Um, there's great, you know, JD.com just reported uh, a few days ago, great, great earnings. Sina and Weibo. Um, great earnings, that this is a top-down macro issue, and that's why we love the basket approach. We love diversifying. Tell me about the okay, top-down macro, great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's plenty of Chinese consumers, workers, people are making money. We know a large part of China is still a poor country. Now, mm-hmm. We know they had a slowdown. We're going to get, I think, some big industrial production numbers out of China tonight. Yes. That's been pulling back a bit. So it's so fascinating, isn't it, that I guess only, you only need part of China's economy to do well, to spur this kind of growth for a company like Alibaba. And you can only imagine what would happen if the rest of the country could kind of dig itself out of poverty. Well, certainly uh, China, you know, 1980, 20% of the population lived in cities. Today it's 50%. That correlation is one between GDP per capita and China's urbanization. The movement of people into cities um, in China, proper housing, um, access to health care, education, they becoming a middle class, and it's, it's their definition of middle class. So certainly, you know, there are liabilities on the China balance sheet, but at the same time, there's a, there's assets, and and we believe that there are concerns around NPLs and banks and uh, the ex, you know, what's going to happen with overcapacity in coal, steel, and aluminum. Guess what? I, I, I don't want to hold them. I want to hold the part of China that is growing, and we get industrial production tonight. Kathleen, I'll be up on my terminal, but we also get retail sales, and retail sales has averaged uh, 10%. Uh, month, you know, you, the monthly number for July, I, I think it's going to be uh, – re- That's a year-over-year year number. Yep, year yeah, year-over-year. So Pretty amazing it was off of the month. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, we love the retail sales, and in China where your smartphone is your primary uh, source of entertainment and increasingly e-commerce – um, cell phones in China are very, very big for a reason because they spend a lot of time on them. And, and certainly we see more. Uh, as Alibaba demonstrated today, there's, there's, there's something going on in China. I think that narrative is very early in it being told. Thank you very much for coming in and spending time with us. Brendan Ahern is the Chief Investment Officer for Crane Shares. It can be followed on Twitter at Crane Shares. That's with a K. And uh, talking about Alibaba reporting results that exceeded analyst estimates. Some say it is a stellar report card, reporting quarterly results that beat estimates on all fronts. Sales during the last quarter grew 59%, the fastest growth since it was listed in New York in 2014. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, along with my co-host Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg.